I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. Hello, business artists. You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. I am James Milley, co-founder of Superfine Art Fair. We're the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the U.S. and one of the top resources for all things related to building your very own thriving art business. Today, we've got Matthew Grabelski here with us. Matthew is going to talk about the creative process for his work. I'm very excited to hear what he has to say, but first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. Artists, have you ever felt anxious, alone, and unsure about the next move in your career? Good news, those days are over! Since 2015, we've spent thousands of hours developing the best art fair model for independent artists just like you who want to take control of your career, build your collector list, and make a real sustainable income from your art. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant that it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine Fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be part of the top business artist community in the world. Oh, and when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive $150 credit on your booth, no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Matthew Grabelski. Matthew is a realistic oil painter who depicts people with animal heads, often riding the New York City subway. He became fascinated by animals as a child during frequent trips to the zoo. An art history class in college sparked his interest in classical European figurative paintings. He loved how these works presented views of the world and wanted to create his own contemporary version of them. So he studied classical painting techniques. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Matthew. Thank you. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, now, before we get started, Matthew, uh, I just want to ask you something that I ask all of our guests when they come on uh, to help our listeners get to know you. Uh, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? The earliest memory? I think that might be this birthday party that my parents made for me. I might have been probably four, and it was this... My my parents set up this whole like craft station. So we were we were living in LA at the time. So they set up all these craft stuff that we could do outside. Me and all the other kids. Um, and I, I think that really stuck out because I was my parents were both in the arts, and so they were always kind of doing different fun things with materials and stuff to get me to do art. So it was always very natural for me. Awesome, awesome. And I I, I love when uh, when guests just have this this early memory where their their parents are very. Uh, 
you know, involved in, in art in some way or another. Um, but that's awesome to hear that, uh, you know, you kind of got the inspiration when, uh, at an early age. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, Matthew. All right. So let's go ahead and, uh, dive into the rest of the questions. Um, okay. So first off, what is it about the New York subway that inspires you? And do you actively choose to depict them, uh, much cleaner than they are? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I think the subway fascinated me. I mean, I, I was born in L.A., but I grew up in New York, uh, so I spent a lot of time on the subways. And they always felt like this very central part of New York, almost like the, cir the circulatory system of New York, because it brings all the people around to different parts of the city. And it's that one place where like everybody mixes. So it doesn't matter. Maybe you work here, or you live in this area, but on the subway, it's just this complete mix of all New Yorkers. And I kind of I always love that. Just you get the greatest juxtapositions there, um, and as for as for the cleanliness, that's funny because that's something I, I hadn't noticed. Um, and I, I think that the subway is there is like a, a grim part of the subway where it's kind of dark and can be dirty sometimes. Um, but I think that for me, it's it's because it's a very interesting, engaging place. I kind of just naturally brightened it up and made it a little little happier than I think sometimes people think it is. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I, whenever I'm uh, sitting on the subway, I always get uh, fixated on the the subway ads that are kind of like up high. And so I actually find it very entertaining going on the subway. Um, but I, I completely agree. I was actually talking with a friend uh, the other day about how it's kind of cool. It's like, you, you know, for a couple bucks, you can go from one end of all all of New York City to the far other end and you can really just connect like like you said like the kind of like the circulatory system uh like making your way anywhere throughout the city so it's, it's really cool it's, it very much is this like underground half of the city that is just what makes everyone move so I, I love that completely yeah Yum. cool and then so you know, we, we have a lot of, uh, artists on the show. So uh, walk us through your process of creation. So do you use photos as references? What is your relationship to the subjects of your pieces? Yeah. So most, most of the, uh, the actual models for my painting are almost all family and friends. Every once in a while I'll, I'll meet somebody on the street and they seem like they'd be perfect for something and I'll ask them to model, but almost all of them are family and friends. And so I'm based in Los Angeles now. And so usually I'll have an idea for a certain animal. Um, kind of a, Sometimes I'll have an idea for maybe like the, the poster or a certain what, what I think would be going on that makes it funny. Um, and then I usually think what friend do I know or what family member who kind of matches that character. And usually it's a lot of it is body type. So if it's a big animal or an elephant, I'll get a friend who's like a, you know, like a big friend, or if it's a small animal, I might have somebody who's kind of a smaller stature. And then I also think about their character a little bit. Um, I have one friend, I, I did one painting where it's this painting of a uh, girl with a cat head and she's got this kind of punk look. And so I had this little, this friend of mine, she's a small Jewish girl and really has like a really strong attitude. So I thought she'd be perfect for that. So I, I picked the, I get the friend and then um, I have them come over to my studio and I, I photograph them and I usually have them, like I tell them the idea and let them bring a few different options for clothing. Uh, I find that it's, I, I find that I come up with something better if they, if they kind of pick that part of it, because it makes it more interesting than what I might choose if I told them what to wear. Uh, 
Um, so it's this combination between their attitude and their their clothing, their look, and then my general idea. So I take a, I take a bunch of photos, have them move around, and after that, I look through the photos and I find, I, yeah, I look for, I look for what usually there's one photo that or like one pose that they did that just pops and really seems kind of iconic. Um, and sometimes there's a few and then I've got to choose, or sometimes I do more than one painting from a, a given shoot. So I have, I have that reference. And then I have a bunch of photos of the New York city subway that I've taken whenever I'm back in New York at like two or three in the morning when there's nobody on it. Uh, and so that's great. Cause then I have, I just have see what the seats look like and what the environment looks like. So I have a ton of that for reference. Um, and then after that, I usually start kind of roughing things out in Photoshop, kind of putting things together. Uh, and then I'll do some sketches as well. I usually do some sketches. I do an oil study, which is a small, um, not very finished version of the whole painting to give me the rough idea of the colors and the shapes and the composition. Um, and then once all that's done, then I start on the actual canvas and I do the full, completely detailed painting. And that painting goes through a bunch of different layers and stages as well. I, I love that. I, I love this combination of uh, the classical training, but then also taking contemporary uh, methods like, you know, doing a full on photo shoot, putting it together in Photoshop. Um, and, and I also my, my favorite part is that uh, now that you're based in L.A., it's kind of this, uh, you know, it's this combination of it being made in L.A., but then also New York. Uh, I with with my own art, it's um, composite photography. So kind of the first half of your uh, your process with the the photo shoots and the putting it together on Photoshop, that's that's my work. And so whenever someone asks like, oh, where was this taken? It's like, okay, well, the sky is from, you know, New York. Uh, this is from Miami. This part is France. So it's like, it's just kind of like right. a mixture of like a whole bunch of different places. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's fun to, um, uh, you know, have have a bunch of experiences from different places coming together like that. Uh, I think that's really cool. And uh, definitely, uh, you know, your work is obviously amazing. Uh, for anyone listening, if you haven't seen Matthew's work, uh, definitely go check it out. We always recommend having um, the artist's work open at the same time. Um, Matthew, do you have your uh, Instagram handle? What What is that? It's uh, at Grabelsky, so the same as my last name. So it's G it's G R A B E L S K Y. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, definitely go check out at Grabelsky on on Instagram as we're chatting. Um, his his work is is uh, really cool, and it's just a nice visual to go along with it. But uh, definitely, your work's amazing unto itself. But I love hearing um, the whole process behind it. It just makes it even more enriching. I love it. Very cool. Uh, and so you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but, um, uh, going a, a little deeper on it. So do certain animal heads, do they reflect certain personalities or do you kind of arbitrarily choose the animals? Um, and then in tandem with that, um, have you ever wanted to go a different direction than the animal heads? Um, or are you basically like set on, on, on the, um, on that theme and you're just kind of rolling with that? Right. I mean, for the theme, I think that I feel like this is something that I came to that that combines a lot of different interests I've always had. Um, my parents took me to the zoo a lot when I was a kid, so I grew up loving animals. They also read to me a lot, and a lot of those childhood stories are kind of have fantastical elements to them. 
Um, and then later on, I really was interested in mythology, Greek mythology, different world mythologies, and a lot. And you see in a lot of that, a lot of different world mythology, you see this kind of animal-human hybrid from Egyptian, Egyptian gods, uh, Ganesh in, Indi- in, in India, um, the Minotaur in Greek mythology. So it's this very kind of like ancient uh, thread that I, I just see throughout history. And so this kind of became my contemporary version of that thing that's been going on forever. Um, and then also I've always enjoyed a kind of visual humor. So I, I always like to combine some humor in my, in my stuff. I, I feel like when I'm working on a composition, it's usually, um, when I'm roughing things out, there's always a point where I just kind of crack up. And I feel like when I have that feeling, that's when I know it's something that's good enough to paint. Um, and so I feel like this animal head thing is something that I came to very organically. And I'm not actually sure if I'm going to paint this forever. I feel like, uh, for me, it's it's something that I just love doing, and I'm going to do it as long as it interests me. And if at some point something else comes along naturally, then I might paint that. But I don't feel like I want to intentionally change it. I feel like, for me, the, the most interesting stuff is this combination of things that I've been thinking about my whole life that are kind of part of my subconscious. Um, yeah, that uh, that's yeah. fantastic. And... Um, my, what I love about that is just that your art, it is this combination of, uh, all of these different aspects of your life. Some, some nostalgic aspects from when you were younger, um, um, some of your, your current interests kind of all fused together into the art that you make. Um, that's definitely something that, you know, a lot of artists who are wondering, you know, what, what direction do I go with my art? How do I make my art stand out? I mean, the first place to look is, you know, what is what is intrinsically just exciting to you? Because if it's not exciting to you, then you're not going to be putting that like extra umph into your work that, you know, makes it quote unquote, like sparkle the way that, you know, is going to be very tangibly visible for for people looking at it. Um, so I, I, you know, I think that starting with that, it's just something that you're really excited about. It's like, obviously, like, yes, you can do market research, you can see like what other people are, uh, you know, interested in buying. But if you're not interested in it, it doesn't matter. Because otherwise, you could just like find a list of the most popular art, and you could just make that. So it's like, you know, it needs to be exciting to you too. (laughs) I I feel like what what happened to me is I is I, I studied, I mean, I studied, I learned the technique. I, I was living in Italy. I studied painting. And after that, I kind of had this moment of, okay, what am I going to paint? Um, and I, and I did, I did look at a bunch of different things that were popular and I tried some of them, but I, I it never, it, it, I mean, it never really hit in, from the selling point of view a little bit, but not really. And I, I don't think I was ever that interested in it. And I think that this is something that I, I kind of, I mean, it, it was something that kind of popped into my head at, at one point and then developed, but I feel like, and that was, and it was when I did the first painting in the series that I actually had people interested in what I was doing for the first time. Um, and I think it was just for, for me, this is something that it was more interesting because it was personal. Um, and because it was personal, I did it better because I was interested enough and I really put a lot into it. Right, right, exactly. Like there, there, there's nothing more satisfying than when you have that moment of like, you already know it's going to be good before you even do it because you're just so excited about it. And then it becomes as good as you're picturing it because you're so driven to, uh, to just make the, the, um, the work from, uh, from like before it's even, uh, started. And so, so I think that that's, that's the right Very place to, <laughs> uh, to be. It was also for me, it's kind of a, it's, there's a certain discovery in it because I've learned so much about myself and 
like, I'll, I'll, like, what is it that I'm interested in? And then I'll start to realize like, oh, that was something from my childhood. And I did that. And I thought about that. Or there was this point in my life where I was living here and I thought about this thing and all that stuff just ends up in my painting. And when I'm actually coming up with these ideas, I'm not, I'm not literally like, oh, I want to take this thing and I want to take this thing and I want to take this thing, but I'll, I'll create a piece and then I'll look at it and realize like, oh yeah, that's, that's related to this time in my life or this thing that I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I went through, uh, I went through a few years of, uh, kind of just like a creative block. Like I was making art, but, uh, I didn't quite feel like I was hitting the nail on the head with, um, uh, with exactly the themes in the work. And like, I was sort of having this existential question of like, what, what's the point of my art? Like, what's the meaning behind it? Um, and then, uh, like about two years ago, I, I connected it to uh, my other biggest passion music. And, and since then I've just been like excited about every idea. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely you have to be, uh, as excited about your work as you want other people to be. For sure, um, yeah. You don't care. Nobody's going to care. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, we're going to come right back and Matthew's going to tell you more about gallery work and a special surprise. Uh, but first, another message from our sponsors. Artists, not sure about the next move in your career? Whether you're a talented emerging artist or a nine to five career artist looking for an upgrade, Superfine Art Fair is the boost you've been waiting for. Showcasing top quality work with the highest level of production in the industry, Superfine has been continually developed over the past seven years to become the number one art fair for independent artists in the United States. If you want to make lifelong connections with collectors, if you're willing to learn new methods of marketing, and if you're able to make a plan and execute on it, then you're going to fit right in with our business artist community. From the east to the west, there are plenty of opportunities to expand your arts career with Superfine. To apply for a Superfine art fair near you, visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take an additional $150 off of your booth fee for any city and any fair that you choose. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right. So Matthew, what did it feel like to see your work in a magazine like GQ and how did it compare to the appearance on Colbert? Both very exciting things. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, when, when I started to see my stuff in magazines, um, it was, I mean, I, I think in the beginning, the first reaction I had was, was kind of this feeling that I was a fraud that like, I mean, I remember when I had my stuff, I think, I think it might've been when I had it in high fructose was a magazine that I really liked already. And I saw other people's work in it. And then when I saw mine, I was like, wait a second, like all these are like artists that I know, what is my stuff doing there? How did it sneak in there? Um, and, and then the Colbert thing was, that was a trip just because, you know, I, I loved Colbert for a long time. And then, you know, seeing him hold the Moby album that I had that he used my artwork for, um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of crazy, but from that one, the, the most, the one that, the, from that that album, the, the thing that was the most fun for me was there were a few billboards around LA with the with that for that album with my painting on it, and I actually stopped at a stoplight and I looked up and noticed this billboard and I saw my painting, but I didn't recognize my painting, and I had this feeling I just thought, oh my god, that's so familiar! Like, where do I know that image from? And it, you know, it was like a couple of seconds, you know, like a second or two, I was like, oh, that's my painting! Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that that's that's fantastic. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely uh when you when you go from uh from 
never having seen your work in such a public setting to just having it be where everyone is seeing it. I mean, that's, that's gotta be just unreal, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I, and, and going back to your, you know, uh, point about feeling like a fraud, uh, you know, that's, that's a question that gets in a lot of, in the way for a lot of artists is just, you know, like, what are people going to think about my work? Uh, how, how can I possibly share it with so many people? Uh, what if not everyone likes it? And, you know, it's, you got to get past that. It's, it, you know, it, everyone that you're seeing in High Fructose Magazine or everyone that you're seeing as a guest on Colbert is, you know, someone who who started in the same place or, or like st- started from nothing at some point. And so uh, it's just, you, you got to let yourself uh, realize that, that you're not... Uh, you're 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 just as as worthy of that as as anyone else who's making art so yeah totally and i think also the thing that really has meant a lot to me is i live in la now and la has this amazing art scene and so there's so many artists that i've seen before that i really admire that i've met and now are friends and i think just like having having that uh, having that around me really makes me feel like my stuff actually is real because i'll have these people who i think are great and then they will really like my work and that's I think that just that really makes it's very validating. I think especially because for you know for visual artists, you're alone so much in your studio, just working by yourself with no feedback, um, and so it can start to feel like you're just kind of crazy. I mean, like I always feel like like being a painter almost could be described as a mental some kind of like you know mental condition. Like you've got to be alone in this room for hours to get the images out of your head. I mean, it sounds crazy. I think. And, and so just having, having other artists around you, um, and having that community is very validating. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, this, this was a question that I actually had for myself. Um, I wasn't sure. I mean, I knew that, you know, artists liked other artists and everything, but I wasn't sure how much of it was this like, uh, competition between each other. And I've talked to a lot of artists, um, and, so many artists have that same interest, that same goal of meeting other artists, connecting with them, like just playing off of each other's energy and supporting each other. And I think that's amazing that the artist community is just so uh, so excited about each other instead of being like, okay, how do I make sure I'm better than this mm. person? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's very exciting. It's and you no, know, I, I think, yeah. No, I've totally found that. I mean, I, I think, I, I don't know, maybe there is some dark corner that I haven't found, but my experience <laughs> has been that almost all the artists that I know are super supportive. It's it's not at all competitive like anybody trying to best anybody else. Um, I think that everybody that, I, I always feel like people are just kind of driven, like you'll see your friend do a great show and then you want to do a great show. Um, but everybody's work is so unique and personal. It's not like, oh, this is take, I don't I don't have, I have the feeling that somebody is taking away something from me or that. I'm taking something away from somebody else. And that I feel is a really, is really special because I'm, you know, a lot of things are not like that. Yeah. I feel like the, the nice thing is just that art is so subjective that, you know, you could have two equally amazing artists and someone who's looking to buy art is going to be interested in one. And then a different person is going to be interested in the other. So it's, uh, you know, you're, there's uh, unless you have someone who like literally makes almost exactly the same art as you then like it's not really competitive uh so it's uh yeah it's it's just nice that you can kind of 
uh, move past the the competition uh, aspect of it and then just be supportive of each other right off the bat, um, which is great. Uh, awesome. So uh, we have uh, two more questions for you, Matthew. So uh, you have had the opportunity to work in markets as different as Paris and New York um, and LA now, as you mentioned. Um, what is the biggest difference that you've seen in uh, the culture of arts from the artist standpoint, not not so much the business standpoint, uh, but as as just like the the artist in these different uh, these different markets, these different cities. What have, what have you noticed? Um, well, I, I feel like I, I mean part of my experience is that I my art career really kind of took off in LA, so um, I don't exactly know if it could have somewhere else, but. For me, LA was really where I was able to make the best connections. Um, Paris, I loved living in Paris, um, and I had a few really close artist friends in Paris. But um, Paris, I never really got completely into like the, the marketing side of the art scene. I showed in I showed in a couple galleries there, um, but I also when I was living there, I didn't really have my my style developed. I did like the end of my, I was there for about three years in Paris, and the end of the time there, I did the first subway painting. And so I don't know if it would have been different if I really had something that was, you know, that was, that was me. Cause everything else I had before that was, you know, random, different disconnected paintings. Um, and then New York, I just found, I did find to be more challenging, uh, when I was in New York and I, I don't know if I didn't do it right or at the time, or I wasn't socializing or meeting people the right way. Um, but I, I, I did find that to be difficult, but you know, that was, 10 years ago, the last time I was really, I spent uh, a lot of time trying to get into that part of the art world before I'd gotten into LA. And since then I've shown in New York. Um, but when I came to LA, I, I found that it was just more open. I think that LA is a very creative town. Um, you know, not obviously art, but there's all the film stuff and music and comedy. And um, it, there's a lot of openness to people in their weird little creative pursuit here. Um, and then I found that, um, when I, what really worked for me was when I connected with the gallery that I show with here. Um, I think when I was in New York, I didn't really understand how to approach galleries. And kind of randomly, when I came here, I wandered into ThinkSpace and met one of the owners. And right away, he was really friendly and looked at my work and sent it to the other owner. And you know, very quickly, they showed interest in my, in my work. Um, so for me, LA has worked out really well. Um, and then also, there are just so many artists here that I think that just being able to make those connections also really helps with your career. I think definitely, I mean, there's, there's artists everywhere, but definitely being in an art city um, helps you make a lot of connections you might not make otherwise. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's there's definitely different ways to approach, uh, you know, getting your art in front of the people who are going to buy it. Um, but definitely one of the, the most uh, uh, effective ways is, you know, networking and, and, you know, making the most of the connections around you. Um, and I would agree. I think LA is, is absolutely like one of the best places for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, uh, New York, LA and Paris. Those are, those are all places that I've, uh, had a little bit of experience with as well. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I think that LA is just, you know, you, it's so, sprawling it's like widespread versus the other two cities everyone's like kind of boxed in and so i think that it's just uh you know there's there's a, a lot of room for opportunity there um and then new york it's like yes th there is too but it's also a little more like 
cutthroat about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that that's also like I do like because I I've lived in both places and I feel like I'm a combination. So there's a lot I love about New York, and I think you know that kind of New York energy and the cutthroat and kind of this like base level of suffering. I think in New York actually makes it <laughs> yeah. exciting, and I, I miss that sometimes in LA. I miss kind of the rush and. Um, but I think that, you know, L.A., yeah, it's very laid back. It's very spread out. You kind of have to discover it. But I think that L.A. really has a lot of room if you have this weird little thing you want to do and you're really, you know, you really want to pursue it. There's a lot of room for that. And yeah. Yeah. To do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Matthew, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners uh, with our last question. Uh, what is your number one tip for artists who are just getting started? Um, my month, my number one tip, I would say, well, I would say there's two halves. One is to figure out what your art is. And that's really, I would say, um, you know, really do something personal and, and try a lot of different things. And cause for me, I went through a lot of different types of painting and ideas before I really hit on something that, that felt personal. And that I think was actually really good. I mean, there were other things along the way that, you know, here and there, there were some nice paintings, but you know, nothing I think that was as interesting as what I ended up doing. So you really want to just do a lot of stuff. You, you know, you don't know what you're going to find. So really, really explore your creativity. And then the other side is the business side, which is how do you actually get your work out there, get it seen, sell it, you know, get, you know, get known. And that that's a little bit similar, which is just you need to do a lot of things. Because if there's other careers like doctor, lawyer that are definitely very challenging, but you know how to do it. Like there's a there's a roadmap you go to undergrad and then you go to say you go to med school and then you do your residency like it's somebody can tell you what you need to do to do it for art there really is not like everybody that i know that's kind of made it to some degree has done it in their own weird different kind of rambling way um and so i would just say you really want to try a lot of things approach you know approach galleries meet artists uh you know, social media, like all the different, all these different ways of kind of getting yourself, your work out there. And eventually, you know, something will hit or a few things will hit. And just the fact that you've done so many things really ups your odds that you're going to, you're going to make it. Artists try a lot of things and see what sticks. I think that's, that's very, um, uh, valuable advice, uh, to be, to be hearing. Thank you so much, Matthew. Um, if, uh, you are all listening, uh, you can go ahead and listen to this and the rest of our past podcasts on our website at superfine.world, uh, to connect with Matthew, uh, you can again, uh, go to at Grabelski on Instagram. Also very conveniently, his website is www.grabelski.com. Uh, also be sure to check us out at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram. Uh, we always appreciate a share or, or a shout out when, uh, when you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. Also, uh, if you haven't already, thank you so much for everyone who has. Uh, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts when you have a moment, um, those ratings and reviews are critical in helping other artists, entrepreneurs just like you find us. And as we were just chatting, artists love to support each other. <laughs> uh, and as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, today's quote is M.H. Abrams. We are human and nothing is more interesting to us than humanity. Matthew, again, it's been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Uh, thank you for sharing your perspective with our listeners. My pleasure. Great talking to you. You as well. Uh, everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there, and make it happen. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan. Hosted by me, Alex Mito. And me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan. Mm-hmm.